0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com slash socks. Cheesehead. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fiker and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, Fiverr, 1250 AM, The Fan. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Our guy Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight, weeknights. i part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Him, Trister Crick, Nick Ashu. Uh, weeknights, uh, again, during the tournament, they have been money. Uh, Brian Ryan Horvath has been especially money. I mean, San Diego State is all he was preaching last week. I told you I was preaching on Friday's podcast. Go back and listen. San Diego State. San Diego State. I was like, uh, we'll see about San Diego State. Boom. Hit it on the Owls. Uh, and then what was the next one that you hit after that? You hit another one right after San that. Diego
1: State and Florida Atlantic, baby. Florida my, Atlantic was the other one. Yeah, My teams. Yeah, I got the Aztecs and the Owls. So, yeah, yeah it, was good. it was a good weekend for me. Other than, man, uh, Texas lost. And I did like Texas. So that's Yeah.
0: Florida Atlantic. I wake up that morning and I see Horvath just tweet out an owl symbol. I'm yeah. like, okay, he's riding with Florida. Atlantic. All right, fine. We'll see how this plays out for him. And he hit it. Man, you're just, you're awesome, man. You're doing a great job. Going,
1: Going back to him again this weekend, I think Florida Atlantic's going to the national title game. Really quick on them, man, what's amazing is they're the fifth smallest team to ever make the NCAA tournament. They're the smallest team in the entire country, but they have that big seven-foot dude, seven-foot one dude, so they keep destroying all these teams on the glass. Like everybody right. thought, you know, Tennessee was just going to destroy them on, on the glass, and they didn't. And then the same thing. They out-rebounded Kansas State by, like, 25. They're a fun story. And they, they won 31 games. It just shows that the committee is always trying to screw over the little guy. Had to get off that get that off my chest really quick. It's owls.
0: We were watching Florida Atlantic, and Kagos florida atlantic what what does that campus look like so i i brought it up dude it is a gorgeous campus man and like the dorms are like apartments and oh my god and it's i mean if you're a florida resident i think it's five thousand dollars a year six thousand dollars a year if you're a florida resident and if you're not a florida resident i think it's like twenty five a year yeah Include room and board in the whole deal something like that so that sounds about right that's the deal on florida atlantic all right let's go here uh lots to talk about obviously from the owners meetings that was the fun part of the podcast now i have a feeling it's gonna uh turn to your turn some emotions and probably not good ones i'm of the two that talked between good and lafleur lafleur I- i'm beside myself mad uh Gutekunst, not as mad but i think ryan horvat might be mad on that one so this is going to be fun to see how we both go So let's go over some of the stuff uh, from Brian Goodenkunst. If you would have told me, Ryan Horvath, that Goodenkunst would have taken shots at Rodgers at the owner's meeting, I would have said no chance. There's no way. He's going to play above board. He's going to play it straight down the middle. He's not going to say nothing. Uh, But that's not exactly uh, how he decided to do it necessarily at the end of the day. And I I, am – Kind of surprised by it, but at the same point, I don't necessarily uh, believe him. Or I don't blame him, I should say. So, Gunukun said he, this is from Ryan Wood's Twitter feed. Expecting a follow up conversation with the Rodgers after their initial offseason talk. When the quarterback was inaccessible, Gunakun's prepared for a trade. Quote, I had to do my job and kind of reach out to other teams. Now, understand a trade could be possible. Gunekunz unsuccessfully tried to contact uh, Aaron Rodgers, quote, many times in the offseason, quote, there came time we had to make some decisions. We went through his reps to talk to him about where we were going with our team. They informed us they would like to be traded to the Jets. That is from uh, Ryan Woods, uh, Twitter, con, Brian Gunekunz. Also, Gunekunz asked about his reaction to Aaron Rodgers saying something, quote, something changed uh, from Packers and have after the quarterback's darkness retreat, quote, I can't speculate on what he means by that because we never had any conversations. Now, I will admit to you, initially, I thought to myself, Okay, did they reach out while he was in the Darkness to Retreat, so they could say they reached out, knowing damn right well there was no chance he was going to respond? Oh, we'll text him like three or four times in these days while he's in the Darkness to Retreat. Then we can go to the media and say we tried to get a hold of him, he didn't get back to us. What are we supposed to do? It's not our fault he doesn't—he ro- isn't around his phone, right? So that—that that was me thinking. Okay, are they being devious, and was those the times they reached out to him? Was they knew he couldn't wouldn't respond? So that's what they're going to use as their evidence. Don't know, won't know until we hear Aaron Rodgers. Side And I'm sure we'll hear Aaron Rodgers side here at some point. Um, So now it becomes a, who do you believe, right? Do you believe Goody and the Packers or do you believe Rodgers side of things in this whole thing? And we're right back to Favre and Ted and Favre and McCarthy. We're back in the same boat again of who do you believe and who don't you believe. So we'll go to the president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club, Ryan Horvath. Who do you believe?
1: So, I don't know who I believe. I'm going to take Rogers side on this big surprise, I know, but also I don't really have a huge issue with Goudikins, to be honest with you. Like I'm ready to move on, just like everybody's ready to move on. I'm ready for Rogers to be a jet and Jordan love to be the starting quarterback. Yep. just kind of like here for a quick i don't I don't know if this if if this relates, but like, for example, I mean, like the way that we get taught, I, I just wish, okay, so let's say Rogers is full of crap. I almost just wish Goot was like hey, look, this is between us. I have nothing to say. Rodgers, Aaron, was a great Packer for 18 years. You want him to be above board and be classy about it. Because, like, for example, man, like, I mean, there's been times where, like, I mean, even in our industry, like, somebody went to another station. I didn't do anything to some said person. Started taking shots at me because for, for no reason at all. And we had bosses or program directors that were like, you can't, like, be the bigger man. Just just yes. leave it alone. And even though I wanted to be, like, exactly like Goot wanted to be, like. Happens all the time. Nuts. Yeah, you have to be the grown-up, especially when you're the general manager of a football team. That's my only issue, though. Like, I completely. Oh, this is my thing, Horvath. And I don't, don't remember. These two. It's, it's a you-know-what measuring contest, and that's my problem. I'm, I'm over both of them. I feel bad for LaFleur. Go on.
0: Were you here? Because I don't remember when you got here specifically. Were You, you weren't here when Braun and Fielder were here, were you?
1: Not at the station. No, okay. I was in high school. <laughs>
0: so go back to the Brewers when Braun and Fielder were here towards the end, yeah. and Braun was complaining about not having enough pitching uh, in the bullpen or whatever the case would, might be, and they need to figure out an upgrade to that or whatever. Uh, and Doug Melvin had had enough and went off in the media and said Ryan should worry about playing baseball and not worry about being general manager, and I'll take care of the pitching and that, and just lit him up in the media and lost it that was very unlike doug melvin doug melvin did i was like damn he just roasted him braun didn't say another word publicly about pitching the rest of his career in milwaukee that was the end of it never again and i was like all right doug go show who's boss that's all right and in this case here this is a situation where i am almost positive goody has had all this built up inside of him for several years and he's not said a word because they, he gave him the best option to win, and he's my quarterback, and I'm just going to keep it above board in the public and not say anything. But now that he knows it's over, to hell with all of this. I'm going to let everybody know I don't like him being on McAfee because he made comments about him airing his grievances in the public, in the media or whatever else. So he let that out. Enough is enough. And I'm telling you right now, no general manager would want him on Pat McAfee. This is not a Packers thing. Joe Douglas of the Jets is not going to want him on McAfee
1: either to have to deal with this circus. But oh, he's going to be on there. He, he's going to have to deal with the circus probably God, next you, year. You know what? That's why I love the guy. Correct. On, like, so, yeah
0: so you have to deal with that right and goody has had enough of that and then the whole he's not getting back to me guys listen i don't know who's telling the truth either just like ryan just like you we don't we have no idea who's telling the yes. truth but do i lean towards blind goody that he wasn't responding because if rogers is who rogers says he is which is he likes his alone time, he likes his zen time, he likes trying to find himself and not really know knowing what he wants to do and give an answer. So I'm sure in Roger's mind it's like I'm not responding because I don't even know if I want to play with the Packers. I gotta figure that out first before I even respond to this dude. So he can just wait until I figure out what I want to do going forward. Meanwhile, Goody isn't where Ryan thinks not Ryan, where Rogers may think he is. And Goody may have been like, dude, all right, I'm open to you coming back, but let's talk about what this is going to look like if you do come back going forward. So, again, I don't know who's telling the truth. I have no idea. I'm not going to call either one a liar. But do I tend to lean toward believing Goody because Rogers was trying to find himself even leading up to the darkness retreat? Didn't have an answer. Wasn't sure if he would want to play for the Packers. Didn't want to go down the line of thinking with Goody of what he wanted to see done in the offseason if he didn't want to be there. But at the same time, he didn't want to be the bad guy and say, I don't want to be here even though you want me here. I don't want to do that. So instead, he played it out and then used the, oh, players run league. We're telling him he's trying to trade me. Now I'm not the bad guy. So now my representatives are calling back and telling him I want to go to the Jets. That's kind of what it feels like, but I have no idea. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards.
1: What would
0: you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC.
1: You know why I take Roger's side is because of the way that like things have went down with the former Packers. And I know that that's a little bit overblown. That's just how the National Football League goes. I mean, look at the Patriots. Look at winning organizations. You say goodbye to players two years, maybe a year too early. And that's what the Packers do. And that's why... I mean, yeah, two Super Bowls, my lifetime, but they're in the playoffs every single year. They win the NFC North every other year, if not every year. So, I mean, that's what you do. I get it. It's a business. But I think, like, if you're Rodgers, so they probably knew Rodgers was on the fence, right? Right. They knew Rodgers was going into the darkness, so it's easy for Gute to be like, look, we didn't have any conversations, because he knew Rodgers was probably going to take that time. Rodgers comes out of the darkness, sees they're ready to move on, because Brian was always ready to move on. I don't think Matt's ready to move on. I think Brian's ready to move on. His guy, last year, was fed up with Rodgers' play. After giving him that big contract, he looks on the TV. He sees the bad body language. He sees the long hair. He hears this guy's eating mushrooms during the offseason. It's not what you want from your starting quarterback let's be honest man because like that's the position where you know you don't want the deshaun watsons you want the you, like you want the tom brady's you, you you want like you know um the russell wilson's not so much last year but the clean cut right patrick mahomes right yeah i mean you don't want your quarterback being a problem and rogers has become like you said he's on mcafee he's just too much of a problem for brian goodican so brian's ready to move on but i take rogers side on this just because of, like, when Brian's ready to move on from dudes, he's a shrewd businessman. And I guess that's the way he should be. He's a general manager. Look at the way they treated Jordy Nelson. I say treated because before just cutting him, the pay cut that they asked him to take was just completely disrespectful. Even Greg Jennings, Aaron Rodgers' number one hater. I was watching the Carton Show with my guy Cody Decker. And even Greg Jennings took Aaron Rodgers' side. And he said, that's what the Packers do. I'm sure Clay Matthews would take his side. In a year or two, I'm sure Bakhtiari will take This it. is my thing, Ryan, right?
0: I don't understand this. Like, I, I want one of these dudes that have problems to tell me how it's supposed to be. So, like when the Vikings were done with Greg Jennings, did they give him a hug, buy him some flowers, tell him, sorry, Greg, we're gonna have to move on? We really loved and appreciated you here. Here's a Rolex watch for your time spent in Minnesota. Good luck in your future endeavors. Like, what the hell is happening on in all these other organizations when they let players go? That's so different than what the Green Bay Packers are doing. Because clearly, based on these other dudes that are complaining about how they let guys go, clearly the Packers are not doing something that the other organizations do. I don't know what that is, but I'd like to know what that is just so Brian Gutekunst can know what the hell he's doing wrong so we can stop all this nonsense going forward. Because again, okay, we're done. Have a nice day. See you later. We're moving on. Now, I can understand you have a problem of, well, they didn't call my agents tell me they were done. Okay, but here's a little clue. If they're not calling your agent, it means they don't want you. I mean, I guess maybe it would be good for Brian to call each individual player and be like... Dude, I I I know you're the eighty-sixth guy in the roster, but we're gonna have to move on and we, you're not gonna make the team coming out of training camp, buddy. Good luck to you or whatever. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't I really don't understand all these hard feelings that everybody has towards Goodie And obviously they're well deserved because there's more than one guy. It's not just one guy complaining about this. They're all complaining about it, and they
1: complained about it with Ted too, I think. Oh, you mean the former Packers, yes. right? Complaining about how I they were like how they were treated. I have never seen a fan base carry water for a general manager. Maybe it's just social media because social media is not real. I've never seen a fan base carry more water for a general manager. I actually have them written down every single – can you tell me – can we do this real quick? Can you tell me what Brian Gudekins does well? Let's do this. I know that there's a couple players. You're going to bring up Jair Alexander. But he doesn't really have good relationships with his star players, does he? Because Devontae Adams, in my opinion, is still the best wide receiver in the league. Even if you're going to Jordan Love, you know who Jordan Love would probably throw the, love to throw the ball to this year? Devontae Adams. But they I not say that's Rodgers' fault. That's not Devontae's year. fault. And they try to franchise tag the best wide receiver in the league. Like, people don't like Brian Gudekins. And I but need. That, but, Brian, I disagree. That Devontae Adams thing was clearly on Rodgers.
0: If they knew for sure Rodgers was ready to play and go forward, and this wasn't going to be a thing for the next three or four years, Devontae, they would have taken care of Devontae immediately. But they couldn't because they didn't know how much Rodgers was going to demand, and they were screwed with the question marks hanging over Aaron Rodgers. Robert Tunyon just talked to the Bears press conference. And they asked him about what was going on uh, and the uncertainty or whatever. And Tony goes, oh, that's every year in Green Bay. We have the uncertainty. I mean, these players were sick of having to deal with, uh, is he playing or isn't he playing? And Devontae too. Now, Devontae got screwed because he didn't think Derek Carr was only going to be there for a year and and get cut or traded or whatever the hell happened with him, cut. He didn't see that coming. He thought he'd be like for Derek Carr for five years and not have to worry about his quarterback. goes there and here we go again. Now he's got Jimmy G.
1: Okay, name me your favorite. You could throw in Jimmy Graham if you want. Okay, and I guess Amos and, and the Smith Brothers for a year. All right, who are your favorite free agent signings? Big names that Brian Gudikins brought in. Oh, I right, mean, Douglas and Devondre Zedarius. Campbell. Sidarius.
0: That's or, probably the best
1: of the year until he checked out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, overall, as far as what he gave you for the time he was there, says Darius was probably his best free agent signing, I'd say, of all of them. Preston Smith has turned out really well. He's played longer than I think anybody thought he would be for Green Bay. Remember, when they signed both of those guys, a majority of the media said they overpaid for them. They weren't worth the money. Goody better be right, and he was right, and it did work out.
1: Okay, let's go through really quickly. Rapid fire. Just tell me, good pick, bad pick. Jair Alexander, 2018. We're going to agree, good pick, right? Yeah. Second round, Josh Jackson out of Iowa. Good pick, bad, bad. pick. Uh, third round, Oren Burks out of Vanderbilt. Good pick, bad pick. Bad pick. Fourth round, j where am I now more? <laughs> he didn't even end up on a roster outside. I think he went to Miami and got released there. So, yeah, obviously. That was horrible. Cole Madison, did that guy ever play an NFL game? I don't think.
0: Uh, maybe one or two.
1: Fifth round. Yeah. Fifth round, J.K. Mm-hmm. Scott. Where is he at right now? I don't know where he's punting. Didn't Yeah, he was on Faith in the Zone with Mike McGivern. That was my favorite J.K. Scott memory. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, good pick, fifth round. he at? Yeah. Catching touchdowns with the world champs. Uh, EQ, terrible. James Looney. Oh, All right, EQ's still in the league. And where was he drafted? He was drafted in the sixth round. That's pretty good. Match. Still playing in the league. Yeah. Okay, now with the Packers. James Looney, Hunter Bradley, Kendall Donerson. All right, we move on to 2019. Donerson, Rashad r- Gary, great pick from Goudikens. All right, first round, pick number 21, Darnell Savage. Good pick, bad pick.
0: Average pick? I don't know. I Obviously, we don't know
1: yet. We'll see. But uh, last year was not good. No. All right, Elton Jenkins, good pick. Great All right. pick. Jay Sternberger, not in the league. No. Kingsley Kiki. No. Kingsley suck suck. Uh, Kader Holman out of Toledo. No. Okay. Dexter Williams. Remember when he came back for like a week this year? Hell yeah. Yeah. Ty Summers not with the team anymore. He did send me a birthday. He's still in the league. No mean. Yeah, no mean words about him. All right, let's go to 2020. Here's Goot's big one: the draft for the future. Even though we're coming off the NFC Championship game where we get gashed on the ground, Jordan Love to be decided. AJ Dillon in the second round. That seems like a reach based on what we've seen. Josiah DeGuara in the third round. No. Kamal Martin, fifth round.
0: Was hurt and was hurt again, and that was the end of him.
1: John Runyon. Good pick. Really good pick. Jake Hansen. Uh, still hanging around, but no. Simon
0: Stepaniak, right? Yeah, from Indiana. He's still playing, too, in the league, I believe. Vernon Thanks. Scott. Who? Yeah. Vernon Scott? No. Yep. Safety? No.
1: Jonathan Garvin. All right, let's roll through. We know this year's draft, so really quickly, 2021. Eric Stokes. Let's just say to be decided, right? No,
0: no, no. Well, we'll get to Eric Stokes because something that LaFleur said has me questioning really about Lef- about Stokes and Reggie Douglas at this point. So we'll get to that. Go ahead.
1: All right. We'll get to it. Stokes. All right. Josh Myers, second round. He didn't play great last year, but he was better the first year. But okay. Amari Big Game Rogers, third round. No. Royce Newman. Oh. No. TJ Slayton. Well, he's had some good rotational play. Yeah. All right. Shamir Jean Charles. He's still there. Yep. Special teams guy. Colvin Lannon.
0: No, that hasn't worked out as much.
1: Isaiah McDuffie. Special he had team. some
0: run last year. Yeah. Kylan big game hill. Uh no. I Again, mean, he was hurt. And then he apparently right. got his way off the team.
1: What grade do you give Brian Gudikins? Because I give him a I'm going to give him um a, a B minus.
0: Yeah, fine. Deal. Sure.
1: All right. So, what? Why does everybody love this guy so? B much?
0: B minus somewhere in that area.
1: Why would you take his side over the 17 year quarterback that won you? Because a Super Bowl? the 17 year quarterback
0: so over his crap. Because the 17 year quarterback has caused you all of this crap for the last four years, and like Brett, the way Brett ended, all of that stuff is forgotten And because of everything he puts you through for four or five years, and the exact same thing for Aaron Rodgers. Now, again. I could be wrong, but I don't believe Aaron Rodgers, and you disagree with me on this, but I don't think he's despised and hated like Favre was before this whole thing was done. There were far more people on Favre's side when this ended than there are on Rodgers' side now. Yeah. It seems like a majority of people are on the owner's side on this and are just tired of dealing with Rodgers. And they're like, dude, just go play with the Jets. Fine, whatever. Let's just go. Let's move on. So I, I don't think they hate him. I just think they're tired of the act and tired of everything that comes along with dealing with him. And there's, they're ready to move on. Like I said. All right, let's go to uh, Matt LaFleur. This is the one that really really irritates me. And I, I tweeted out earlier today or about here on Tuesday. Normally we record on Mondays and we'll get next week. Uh but because of Guna Kun and Monday night and LaFleur Tuesday morning we record on Tuesday. I co-tweeted this earlier uh and said that I, I'm more and more coming to your side of thinking on on Matt LaFleur. I, I really am. And especially after today. Like he is Scary. such I want to say a word and I won't. I'll say wuss. Uh, that, that'd be the word I use. Cause that's not the word I want to use, but he really,
1: yeah. he
0: really, really is man. And it's really starting to bother me. He's really starting to drive me crazy. Now it's almost like he's in a corner holding onto his, onto his ball, hoping nobody comes over and picks on him going forward because now the spotlight is 1000% on you and the general manager to make this work, right? It's all on you now, right? How good is your offense? Because you've had the out, for the last several years of, well, it's Rodgers' offense. Well, Rodgers is doing this. How much of this is Matt really getting his way on? Now it's all about you and your offense and the quarterback who you were giddy as a schoolgirl to get on draft day when you traded up to get him. I mean, Matt LaFleur couldn't have been happier to get him some Jordan Love. Okay. sure about that? Positive. Go back and watch the video. Dude, he was like, yeah, yeah, like this. Oh, my God, get out of here. Me and Gary both said, I'm like, look, look how giddy that dude is. He was giddier than a schoolgirl when they got Jordan Love. He was happy. I'm telling you right now. Now it's on you. And now what does, what's LaFleur's response? LaFleur's response is amazing. About Jordan Love, again, from Ryan Wood's Twitter account, quote, I think we're fooling ourselves and we think he's going to go out and perform to a level of the likes of Aaron Rodgers. This guy's a generational once in a lifetime talent. And I don't think he started in that role. It was a progression. Okay. Let's talk about this as far as him tampering expectations for Jordan love. This is how I think he should have went about it. Okay. Yeah, guys. My expectation every year as head coach of the Green Bay Packers is to be in the playoffs. Every year. Compete for Super Bowls. That's what we're here to do. That's what the expectation is going to be for this year. Whether Jordan loves the quarterback or Aaron Rodgers quarterback or anybody else, same expectation. I see the stuff that's out there that people are picking us to be in last place and nobody has any confidence in Jordan Love. Jordan Love hasn't even started a full season of football and everybody's written off Jordan Love. I have a feeling Jordan Love's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year and I'm looking forward to it. Next question. That's how it should have been handled. Not this. Well, you know, he's not going to be Aaron. And even Aaron, it took Aaron a long time. Like, I don't really think we should have expectations for my guy, Jordan Love. Like, we'll just see what happens. You got to be kidding me, man. Stop being so damn soft. Have some confidence in your quarterback. And if you don't have confidence in your quarterback, and if you don't believe in Jordan Love, then that should have been said a million times to Brian Gutekunst before this whole circus played out in front of all of our eyes for the last two or three years. You all should have been kissing Rogers' rear end if you didn't believe in Jordan Love. Because to be honest with you, listening to Matt LaFleur today, don't sound like to me he believes in Jordan Love all that damn much.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. So I wonder if he was really all in on that picker, if that was Goots guy. And yeah, I mean he smiled, but what was he supposed to do? He had just got the job. He was only there for a year. Yeah, I mean, I've been with the company for nine years. They still make some decisions and I have to smile about them. I um <laughs> so I mean, what was he supposed to do? Be like, ah, this guy sucks. He let all of FBS and picks last year out of Utah State. No, I mean, but you know what I don't like is when people act like Rogers, like it took him forever. All we ever base that off of, everybody's like, well, Rodgers, it took him forever. Yeah, he had crappy mechanics, and he played really crappy in preseason games, but we didn't see him. And then when we saw him for a full year, man, like Bill Huber, who I do like, this wasn't a shot at Bill, but I tweeted out today, you know, he said Rodgers went 6-10 and 10 in 2008. And, again, the way that you guys view Rodgers, like, it's, this is just baffling to me. Like, that's not a quarterback stat. And the defense blew, what, 4-5? leads in, the, in that season i mean they went six and ten but rogers threw for over four thousand yards and 28 touchdown passes man like winning a close game to save his Ted life year. won the super bowl that year rogers had a, a quarterback rating like 20 points higher and that was his first year as a starter and but that he, really you know, ended up being his like, career ride,
0: right i mean always had great quarterback ratings but could never finish that kind of bit it was rogers career if you think about it Yeah, but like, you know, he had one top 10 defense. He had a bunch. I'm just saying, though, if you look at his quarterback
1: numbers, you think, man, this guy probably won several Super Bowls based on how great his numbers are. Jordan Love goes out there and he throws 28 touchdown passes to 12 picks. throws for over 4,000 yards. Like, hell yeah. And and they'll probably still go six and 10 because it'll be the same story. It'll be Joe Barry. It'll be that defense. Oh, he talked it, about Joe it, it, Barry in
0: the defense. Matt Lafleur did. Let's get, yeah. let's transition to that.
1: All right, yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm through with the Rogers stuff. Like he's gone. Like let's just get rid of him. I don't even care. A, a pack of hot dogs and a dirty muffin at this point. I no, give I'm up not there. The
0: no, 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 definitely not there on that. Uh, yeah, Matt Lafleur, totally the Packers it, defense it, improved it. late last season. Quote: I think Joe, meaning Joe Barry, did a good job of scaling back a little bit as the season progressed, and I think you saw the effects of that. I thought that allowed our guys to play faster.
1: Your thoughts? Yeah. Thanks for going me on this one, because i got to say right now, just BS on that, because I went back, as I told you, and watched every single start from Aaron Rodgers throughout his career, meaning I had to watch this hellish season and McCarthy's last year. My God, I wanted to rip my eyeballs out by week nine both times. Week four more this season. Anyway, so the defense didn't improve. There were really no adjustments. There were some minor adjustments. The adjustment was they played XFL-level quarterbacks. Right? They pay, they played Justin Fields with no weapons. They played Baker Mayfield with an offense that he had just learned six days prior. True. You know what I mean? Like yep. they didn't play anybody. They played Tua, who was concussed for an entire half of football and didn't realize he was concussed. And then they played one quarterback with a semi pulse and Jared Goff, and they couldn't beat him at home. So how much did Joe Barry improve? I still, man, I gotta be honest with you, Sparky. I have no faith and Joe Barry coming into this season. I think of him as a little bit of a stooge. He's that guy. He's like, the, he's like the offensive coordinator for Alabama every year, which the guy's a total mess, but he's there for one reason and one reason only. He's boys with Nick Saban, and Nick Saban's going well, to try to save his job.
0: LaFleur's response to you because he was asked why he expects the Packers defense to start 2023 well with Joe Barry after a strong close to 2022 when a strong finish to 2021 didn't translate to early last season. Lafleur said he's more involved on defense now than he has been in the past, quote, we'll see if that's a good thing, end quote. So Matt Lafleur has pretty much said, I don't trust him either, but he's a good dude, so I'm going to go help him on my defense. That's pretty much what Matt LeFleur said. I don't trust him either, just like you all, but I'm going to go help him figure this stuff out so we can be better on defense. So now he's coaching offense, and he's got to go help coach defense because the coordinator can't figure it out. But the, going back to that, that original quote, this is where I get mad. He said, uh, as far as the defense, I thought that allowed our guys to play faster. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I heard it back years ago. Because when they went to the 3 4, Leroy said, dummy proof. Like, no overthinking. You just free flow. This is real nice and easy. It's all good. And then I think we had Nick Barnett on or something like that. This was years ago. And he was talking about how thick the defensive playbook is and it's a lot to digest and da 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 and all this other stuff. And here we sit again talking about, oh, they're thinking too much. They're thinking too much. We had to dumb it down for them in order for them to play defense at a faster pace so they weren't overthinking things. That's what he said. Pretty much, it was too complicated. They couldn't figure it out. To hell with it. We made it real basic for them so they could figure it out, and now our defense is able to play with the the, the pace that they want them to play with. I'm sick of this. I've heard this so much over my time as a Packer fan of, well, we, yeah. we scaled it back to make it more basic because our defense isn't smart enough to figure it out. It drives me crazy,
1: Ryan. Every freaking year, I almost swore again on this podcast because, I mean, there's been one year, literally one year, where the defense did anything for me. I mean, this was the year where I had real expectations going into the season that this could be the best defense in the league. And it wasn't just me being a homer. Like, everybody was saying the same thing. All those draft Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell. Yep. And you knew there was going to be some regression. Like there's a reason that those guys, there's a reason why Rasul was on a team every, a new team every year. Drafted you know? two studs on defense, right? But yeah, you, that, that's not supposed to matter because you have Jair Alexander and you have Eric Stokes, who you drafted in the first round. and You have Savage, who you drafted in the first round. Again, this goes back to Goop, man. Like, is it on Joe Barry? And do we really want LaFleur helping more with the defense? What's his resume with the defense? go like check his resume, oh. quarterbacks, offensive coordinator. He like, he has no business being over there with the freaking defense. That's what I'm talking about. This is becoming a mess really quickly. Like I don't, I wasn't around really for the eighties. I don't like when people bring up the eighties, but like, I don't want to be the bear. This Bears. is not
0: the eighties. I was around. This is not the eighties. We're not even close to the eighties. I'll telling you right now. I, I don't gamble. Right. I don't make bets. I don't do none of that stuff. But if I did, I'd put a good amount of money on the Packers to win this division next year. Good You're amount fair. of money on the You're Packers fair. to win this division next year. I uh, mean, okay, so let's move on. Matt sorry. LaFleur, uh, this is from Ryan Woods, Come says Rajul Douglas's best position is outside corner. He thinks Douglas can play safety, but he won't start there this spring. Quote, he definitely has the intelligence and ability to play wherever, but for us, he's best uh, when he plays outside talking about Rajul Douglas okay let's talk about Keisha Nixon Matt LaFleur yeah. quote if he can handle it I've got no problem putting him in there in there on offense but we've got to take care of that nickel spot first though time out time <laughs> the hell out wait a second I've got Eric Stokes, oh, is- Douglas and Jair Alexander and Keisha Nixon's gonna be the nickel that's the solution to all of this so then that, that means Stokes is the dime is that what we're talking about? So it's going to be Jair, Rajul, and Nixon, and Stokes is the dime. Is that where we've we've gone to, or are they going to move Stokes to safety? Is that going to be the? Because I don't think they asked him about Stokes. They asked him about Douglas and Keyshaw.
1: I don't is think Stokes, Stokes not going to be play. on the field. I don't think Stokes is going to play safety. I well,
0: don't think they, they know. On the
1: field. I don't know if they know, man. Stokes Stokes wasn't very good last year. Like, he was good as a rookie when he had to take over for Jair. He looked like he was going to be a lockdown, shutdown corner. But, I mean, he's coming off an injury. We have to wait and see. I have no idea what, what anything's going to look like. I really don't. I'm hoping everything looks a lot different because there's no way. I mean, how am I supposed to have any clue, man, when, like, there was never any adjustments until week 14 of the season? You know what I mean? Like yeah, there, I hear you. So so now I have no idea what to expect. They tinker and toy around with things this preseason when they get Stokes back out there. I don't know. I mean, I worry. I I don't know. I have a lot of worries about that side of the ball. I have less worries about the offensive side of the ball. How bad could Jordan Love really be if he just goes out? He's not going to be really bad, guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm guessing he'll be average average to above average. You guys keep hyping up like he's Mike Allstott. He's not. You have a David Bakhtiari's back. Elton Jenkins is back. That's a decent enough offensive line. You have Watson and Dobbs year two. Could probably get a veteran wide receiver still, or you'll add somebody through the draft. Oh no! No 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 no! He Lafleur brought that up today too. Talking about oh no, we gotta add a guy to that room. We gotta add
0: a vet to that yeah, room with Dobbs says, and
1: Watson. They say this crap every year. I don't. But
0: they did. They added Sammy Watkins last year.
1: Yeah, please allow me to forget about that, for the love of God. Well, that could be the same type of player that they had this year. That wasn't – Sammy Watkins, though, wasn't like the veteran wide receiver. That was the replacement for Devontae Adams. Now, stop. Stop. Was.
0: That was just a vet
1: that goes was, in that room with all the young a guys. replacement for Devontae,
0: then? They don't need a replacement for Devontae. They need a replacement for Cobb. They need a replacement for him. Because he's been that guy's coach, and that wide receiver was Randall Cobb. He was the one at OTAs with him explaining the offense. He was the one with him in training camp. You even said it. He was the one being the good cop to Rodgers, bad cop throughout the season. They need a Randall Cobb in that room is what they need. That, that to me, is a bigger thing. Let's move on to something else.
1: What? I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah. Let's move on. One other thing I forgot about Goody. Goody said something along the lines of Crosby coming back and alluded to the fact that Crosby may not be back uh, at this point. Right. Yeah, he Mark my that. words. If this team misses the playoffs, there's going to be probably at least two games where the field goal kicker will be blamed. Mark my words, unless they go get Robbie gold or something. But if they don't want to pay Crosby, they're not going to pay some other old guy to come in here. So my guess is they're going to be some unknown young kid that they're going to try and put into the whirling winds of Lambeau and say, Oh, well, he's a young kid. He'll figure it out. And it's going to cost him the playoffs because you're going to have some young kid missing kicks.
1: I got to be honest though. I think it's just, I hate to say this. I love Mason Crosby. Like this team, I want to see Mason go to the jets too. I mean, Oh it's, my Lord. It's time to rebuild man. Like bad news. Gutekind, no, I don't think it is. I disagree. Gutekinds is a joy stealer. This is your guy's guy. He, he's just literally just butchered all my favorite players of all time. What
0: are you going to say if they win 10 or 11 games next year?
1: They're not going to.
0: No, no, that's not the question i said what are you ride horvide gonna say if this team goes and wins 10 11 games with jordan love and all these other guys I want
1: them to so i'll be happy i'll say go pack go i'm a little worried right now i i didn't see anything from that defense beating baker Mayfield, barely beating baker right. mayfield didn't do it losing to zach wilson last year man does not make me feel very confident in that defense no i hear you
0: i i think to tyler I Taylor
1: heineke whatever the f his name is yeah Doesn't make me feel any better. Carson Wentz probably would have beat him, too. Who else beat him? Daniel Jones beat him. Kirk Cousins beat him. Justin Fields almost beat him. The Bears had, like, a 10-point lead in that game. It's not about Jordan Love. This isn't me hating Jordan Love. And really quickly about LaFleur. Yes, like, this is my problem with him. You wanted to go back to – I got to go back to LaFleur really quick because my problem with him, I want to say it right now, I like LaFleur. I think he's a good enough offensive mind. I think he's a good head coach. I like Matt LaFleur, but I just don't think out of his little like Shanahan coaching tree, he's the beta and they're all a bunch of alphas, especially now. Like now Robert Sala cans his brother, steals his boy Hackett, brings him in, steals his quarterback, and now the Jets are going to be relevant this year, right? Kyle Shanahan, every time he runs into his old buddy LaFleur, what does he do to him? Shoves him in a locker. I got to say, beats I'm really hoping. The hell out of them. LaFleur I, is the beta. Yes, he is. I, I,
0: I'm really hoping the Packers have a better record than the Jets. I I just, I'm telling you, I think it's very possible they could have a better record than the Jets and nothing would make me happier than Rodgers goes to the Jets and has a worse record with the Jets than what the Packers do with Jordan Love. Lazard's over there watching it all go downhill. Rodgers is over there. Sala gets it all thrown back in his face after all the crap he had pulled out of the floor. Like that to me would be amazing Amazing! Packers get 10-11 wins in the NFC, and then we go, well, the NFC's not that good. It doesn't mean that much. Rogers had to go through a much tougher schedule than Jordan Love. This isn't Rogers' fault. I can already hear all the excuses of why Rogers couldn't figure this out. But you, Aaron, and your representatives, according to Guggy, you guys were the ones that wanted to go to New York. Y'all didn't go to Brian and go, hey, we want to go to Washington. Hey, we want to go to New Orleans. Hey, we want to go to Minnesota. No, y'all went to him and said, ah, we want to go to the Jets. And Brian said, okay, go talk to him. Fine. Without making a compensation deal. Still blows my mind that that was not done. And we'll talk more about that trade, Charles Robinson's uh, piece in Yahoo uh, coming up uh, on our next podcast. We will record tomorrow, Wednesday, but we'll post it on Thursday to give this podcast a little bit of run here on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll post a new one on Thursday morning. Uh, we'll do Mock Draft Wednesday. It's your turn, right? It's your turn for Mock Draft Wednesday? My so turn. Uh, Ryan's turn for Mock Draft Wednesday. We'll go over the Charles Robinson trade uh, in Yahoo as well. Uh, any fun stuff coming up this week? Uh, you have a Final Four pick yet? You said Florida Atlantic, right? You're on that one for the championship? Meet you.
1: yeah florida atlantic uconn seems too easy just to win it all they're so damn good right now so i'm gonna stick with the owls though i think we'll get uh florida atlantic will beat san diego state and then i think uconn beats miami although picking against miami right now is um doesn't seem to be very lucrative i love Nega. i'd love to see him win it (laughs) me too yeah we got baseball
0: starting up too Oh, that'll be exciting. Uh, I, betting baseball, there's nothing worse in my opinion. Uh, he is Ryan. I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan Orba. Follow him on Twitter ride, Ryan Orba. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. Another edition of Curd and Long.